Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 27 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make helpful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 17, Build a Better Breakfast. And on today's episode, we're talking about all things breakfast, and we're going to answer the question, should we be eating more in our morning meal? Hi guys, thanks for tuning in today as always. Um, So we actually did a new segment on this topic a few months ago and we want to dive a little deeper into the research and discussion here because on TV you have like three minutes to whittle down your hours of research that you've done. Um, So we love that we have the opportunity to share a little bit more about it here. So this discussion all started with a study that was published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism in February 2020, and the title was, A Big Breakfast Can Help Burn More Calories. So we thought this was very interesting, and we wanted to dive a little deeper into this, but we think first to better understand the results of this study, It would help if you have kind of a basic understanding of how our metabolism works. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I have to say, Catherine, when I was reviewing our notes here, I honestly felt like I had a refresher course from college. Like, I know about the metabolic rate again. It took me back to those days at Penn State. Um, So yeah, your metabolism is made up of three components. Um, So we'll talk through those three. Um, The basal metabolic rate. Um, that might be what you're most familiar with hearing. Uh, this is the rate at which your body uses energy while you're at rest in order to keep vital functions going so that you're breathing, that you're keeping warm and you're just kind of staying alive without really having to think about it, right? You kind of just breathe, you know, it's just all part of the, like the, the metabolic process. Um, this accounts for about 60 to 75% of the calories you burn each day. And again, if you think about it, it makes sense. Your body's like a machine that's kind of always humming and that, you know, in turn then does burn about 60 to 75% of you know, the calories um, that are burned throughout the day. Yeah. So your basal metabolic rate is obviously the largest portion of um, your metabolism. Mm -hmm. So the second component of your metabolism is something called the thermal effect of food. And so take special note of this one because this is the one part that they looked at in the study that we're talking about. So basically what this is, is the increase in your metabolic rate after eating food. And it accounts for maybe like five to 15% of the calories you burn each day. So it's a, it's a small part of your metabolism, but obviously a part of it. Exactly. And then part three would really come back to your physical activity level. So of course, the amount of movement that you do throughout the day, walking, cleaning, exercising, kind of just any movement. Um, And this can really vary per person. So again, those three components were the basal metabolic rate, the thermal effect of food, your physical activity level that kind of all make up that uh, metabolism. Right. So all of those three things added together kind of accounts for how many calories your body burns throughout the entire day. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So back to the study. So participants were split into two groups. So one group, they ate a higher calorie breakfast and a lower calorie dinner. Now group two, the other group, they ate a lower calorie breakfast and a higher calorie dinner. But it's important to note that both groups ate the same total amount of calories per day. So let's say, I don't know what the calories were, but let's just Mm -hmm. say, you know, they did 2,000 calories a day total. So 
they split up those calories differently. One group had more in the morning, one group had more in the evening. Gotcha. Um, I definitely would have wanted to be in the high calorie dinner group, I think. In that <laughs> <laughs> well, that is interesting. And that is truly how most people eat. Right, exactly. Um, so the group who ate the high calorie breakfast saw the increase in the thermal effect of food. Um, and again, you know, it's important to know that this thermal effect of food only counts for that five to 15% of energy or calories burned throughout the day. So it was those in that higher calorie breakfast group, you know, that's where the increase was really seen, um, you know, in this study. Right. So overall, it, it accounted for a very small amount of increased calories burned, um, but it did suggest that your body burns slightly more calories when you have a larger breakfast as compared and a smaller dinner. Um, and like I said, you know, this approach really is opposite of many eating patterns of Americans where we kind of typically have a smaller breakfast and a larger dinner. Mm -hmm. um, and the researchers also noted, and this is what I found to be the absolute most interesting thing in this study is that the people that ate the lower calorie breakfast reported increased feelings of hunger throughout the day and had an increased craving for sweets. Very interesting. And you know, I guess that kind of, it makes me think of, you know, what we'll talk about in just a moment, but the value of breakfast really, you know, if you're eating, you know, a good amount of calories and a well-balanced breakfast, it really does help to fuel you and, and likely curb some of those different cravings throughout the day. Right. And so just a side note, so since we've been working from home, I have really been focusing on eating a bigger breakfast. Mm -hmm. And it, I'm telling you, it truly makes a difference because the other day, I just wasn't like super hungry in the morning. And so like I didn't eat a lot. I literally snacked all morning and all afternoon. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it was an interesting test for myself because I was really paying attention. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, wow, that is so interesting. <laughs> so you're further validating some of this. Like, I know. Life, which is awesome. I think that's a great point for listeners too. I mean, right now, you know, again, we're all kind of working from home. Our schedules are, are far different from normal and most uh, occasions. So, you know, it really kind of like taking time to look at your routine and how your eating habits are affecting your hunger. I mean, you have some time to do that potentially, right. um, you know, and adjust then as you notice some different changes. But I think that's a great point that the benefit of kind of sticking to a structure even in these circumstances, it's helping you to, to stay on track. Um, no, so that's a great side note for sure. So of course, there's a lot of studies out there that uh, talk about breakfast and you know how it is the most important meal of the day, and the results really do vary widely. Um, but when you really kind of drill down, here's what we know. So breakfast can help to keep your appetite in check and prevent low blood sugar. Um, so, you know, when you're getting too hungry uh, because you haven't eaten there, you're certainly less likely to choose the better for you options. I mean, I, I know if I've ever been in that situation that I feel so famished, I mean, I will eat anything that I see if it's not, mm -hmm. you know, nailed down, right? You're not alone. <laughs> um, you know, we sometimes refer to that as hanger, that like hungry, yeah. angry kind of, or hangry, I should say that uh, hungry uh, kind of angry combination. Um, so again, if you're very hungry and overly hungry and low blood sugar, um, you know, you're probably going to choose, um, you know, not so much of the best option. Breakfast gives you energy. So if you imagine driving your car when it's on empty, you're probably not going to make it very far or be, be very productive or efficient. So needing that fuel, um, you know, particularly in the morning, if you're kind of working a different shift just in normal circumstances, you know, whenever your first meal of the day might be, you know, having something really just help to power you then through that early part of your day. Um, more than 75% of people who lost more than 30 pounds and have kept it off report that they do eat breakfast every single day. 
Um, and I have to say for me personally, I, I also do eat breakfast daily. Um, and if I do push it too far in the morning, I can start to feel that like fuzzy feeling or if I just haven't prioritized it, I definitely notice the difference, you know, in the lack of energy and just kind of the, the feeling of clarity that I normally would have if I have breakfast. Um, yeah. so you have some really great points there. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that last statistic is from the National Weight Control Registry or Weight Loss Registry. It's something to that effect, but it's where people, um, you know, if they've lost more than 30 pounds and kept it off, they kind of um, kind of share what they do and how right. they did it and how they're able to maintain it. So it's very interesting that, you know, more than 75% of them ate breakfast every single day. So exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a group of like best practices or something, right. um, yeah. you know, if you will. No, great call out there. Yeah. Um, and also breakfast really can boost your intake of important nutrients. So whenever it comes to Americans diets, there are four nutrients that so many of us do not get enough of that they're actually considered nutrients of public health concern. So that's calcium, potassium, fiber, vitamin D. Um, and really, if you're putting together a balanced breakfast, you can really get all of those nutrients. And um, actually milk is the number one food source when it comes to three out of four of those and that's the the calcium potassium and vitamin d but you know fruits and veggies the whole grains are going to have the fiber in there yogurt will have the calcium you know there's so many of those breakfast foods that contain those nutrients definitely and i think you know they are again just re-emphasizing the balanced piece of things you know if you are choosing some of those different foods that we'll talk about and give you some examples for that's really where you do consume those nutrients of concern and you kind of get ahead of the curve there um so really i mean and no surprise um that our bottom line would be that there are many advantages to eating breakfast and the foods you choose definitely matter um so creating a balanced meal that includes good quality sources of protein fiber and healthy fats is really you know where you want to be and um you know those are the foods that will really just power you, power you through the day and help you feel your best. Um, you know, and if you think of, you know, just even some examples of eating something when you're grabbing, like maybe you're grabbing a donut for breakfast, you know, how you might feel differently than if you're eating oatmeal, for example, and, and getting more of that sustaining type of energy. So some quick sources of protein that you might consider eating at breakfast um, would be yogurt, cottage cheese, eggs, milk, nut butters, um, nuts, seeds, cheese, oats, whole wheat bread, and beans. So whole grains, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that whole grains do have, you know, small amounts of protein. Of course, a whole host of other nutrients and vitamins and minerals as well. Um, you know, and, and something like plant-based protein from beans is also like a good way to incorporate some protein into your breakfast. Um, some sources of fiber would be whole wheat bread, English muffins, oats, fruits, vegetables, avocado. I mean, hey, who are those avocado toast lovers out there? <laughs> you know, slather a slice of whole grain bread with your avocado and, you know, you're good to go. Um, nuts, seeds, um, you know, brand cereal, oat milk beverage would be another source of fiber. Um, that's kind of a really trendy plant-based milk that's in our um, dairy department right now if you haven't tried it. Um, some sources of healthy fats would be olive oil, nuts, seeds, nut butter, avocado, omega-3 fortified foods. Um, you know, so I think a good, a good kind of point to make here too is these are kind of like classic traditional breakfast foods, but if that's not really what you enjoy, I mean, there's a lot of other ways to shift it up, right? If you want to eat leftovers for breakfast, you know, or kind yeah. of, you're kind of on a different kind of schedule, you know, maybe um, last night's leftovers would taste good to you in the morning or whenever that's you're right. eating. <laughs> I agree. I, I totally agree. agree. <laughs> you want to eat a turkey sandwich for breakfast? Do it. Right, right. So, no rolls. <laughs> exactly. Just eat something. Right, though. right. 
Um, so we also wanted to tackle a couple questions that we hear often when it comes to eating breakfast. So first, you know, well, people often say, you know, I'm just not a breakfast person. Like I don't want to eat breakfast. So actually don't eat the breakfast foods, you know, eat right. something else like that turkey sandwich or leftovers. Um, you know, or, you know, split it up into two snacks throughout the morning. So if you really just don't want to eat breakfast, uh, you know, just have something small to get yourself going and then kind of have a mid-morning uh, mid snack. Um, so that way you're at least getting some food in your system. You know, you're, you're, you're getting energized and able to focus for the day. So, you know, just think about that. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great suggestion, and it gives you some flexibility. You know, if you don't kind of fit within the the breakfast category and, and the preferences, you can still make it work. Um, I think probably most people would raise their hand uh, again to say, "Do you rush out the door in the morning?" Yes, I'm raising my hand here. Um, you know, and for me personally, you know, when I'm kind of rushing around to get ready in the morning, I don't ever really want to take the time to sit down and eat breakfast. So I do usually take something to go and then eat it. Um, you know, when I've gotten to my destination. Um, so grab and goes uh, options are really kind of in my life all the time. Um, so trying to make breakfast the night before or even over the weekend to really get ahead for the week so that you can grab and go in the morning. Some of my personal favorites would include overnight oats, um, make ahead egg frittata muffins, or I mean cookies for breakfast. How could you uh, <laughs> deny yourself of those? So that's a crayon orange oatmeal breakfast cookie. And please listeners, don't fear. We will be providing these recipe links in our show notes um, to give you some inspiration and hopefully you'll give those a try. But um, so these types of recipe ideas here. You get a lot of fiber, you're getting some protein, they're very portable. Um, a lot of them you can really eat with, you know, no mess, no muss, no fuss, mm -hmm. and you can eat them kind of when you're on the go. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm hungry, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way though with breakfast. I don't like, I don't sit down and eat it in the morning because again, I'm like, you know, at the last second leaving so I can get to work on time. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I do pack my breakfast and take it with me. I usually make a yogurt parfait like every morning um, or do like a PB&J with a whole wheat English muffin or just something like that. So yeah, I'm definitely packing and, and taking my lunch to work. Yeah. So. Oh, PB&J. Definitely. I know you and I are on the same page with yes, that too. Absolutely. That's such an easy, and that's, you know, if you haven't ever considered that. I think that's just like, hey, why not? That's a really great way to, to satisfy your morning, you know, and it's so easy to throw together. <laughs> right? Whole grains, healthy fats, and then a little tip. So swap mm -hmm. out the jelly and put in like fresh sliced strawberries or something oh, like yeah, that. Um, yeah. Or yeah, or even banana. You bananas. Can, yeah. Yeah. Just get creative with that fresh fruit. So, I mean, gosh, bam, there you get some, you know, a serving of fruit potentially and you've cut out some of the added sugar that might be in, in jelly. So great tip right there. You're making yeah. me hungry. Hungry. That might be <laughs> what I need to eat the next the next breakfast I have. <laughs> so our next um, issue or question that we run into a lot is people will say, I'm just not hungry in the morning. So kind of my approach to this, my answer to this is to really take notice of how late you eat the night before and also how much you eat the night before. So if you tend to eat a later dinner or a snack late at night, um, you really might not be hungry when you wake up in the morning. So maybe try to experiment with eating dinner earlier in the evening um, and then assess your hunger level next the next morning. Um, I really think that if you eat less the night before, you will find that you are hungrier in the morning. And again, just with like me being at home and trying to eat the bigger breakfasts, I do find that I'm less hungry throughout the day and I'm not snacking at night as much as usual. And I am hungrier in the morning when I get up. So just like all kinds of different things I'm realizing, you know, now that we're working from home and, mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, just because we have so much more freedom 
because we're here, you know, we're right, right by right. our kitchen. You don't have to, you know, only eat what we pack and take with us and stuff like that. So it's very interesting. Yeah, no, I like that shift though. You're kind of like retraining, like in, uh, you know, you're uh, like re, re, what's the word? I mean, you have the routine, you're kind of like revamping right. yeah. that to, to, under our current circumstances and yeah, shifting yeah. up a little bit. Um, and you know, what about inter, inter, internet fasting? Intermittent fasting. Um, so fun fact, this was actually the most Googled diet trend of 2019. And what it comes down to is involving um, a limitation on the the time during which you eat. So for example, you only eat between the hours of 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. So wouldn't this mean that you're skipping breakfast? Well, you know, if you really look at it, it's kind of just like shifting, I guess, like when you would eat, you may typically only eat over an eight or 10 hour time frame, depending on your schedule, just uh, for example. Um, but it, it just kind of shifts like when you eat um, to maybe earlier or later in the day or, or so forth. But then it does have a very strict kind of end on when you eat. So there's not really any eating after this end point. Um, so really different eating approaches kind of work for all different people. I think, you know, if you've listened to our, our podcast before, you kind of know that we're really flexible. Our, our philosophy is really um, kind of all foods fit and to really um, do what works best for you. So we would definitely advocate for that here. Um, so you really have to listen to your body if you are considering this type of intermittent fasting approach um, and just kind of see and, and do what works best and makes you feel best. Um, it's still important, of course, to make good food choices no matter which eating plan you choose, right? So we always go back to the types of foods you're eating really are what it comes back to versus like the hours in which you're eating. And, you know, if you're eating kind of strict breakfast, lunch, dinner foods at those respective meals, it's kind of all about the foods within those, those time spans. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of threw this one in just as a little bit of fun. Um, this one actually came from my brother-in-law. It was, you know, something a couple of months ago, I feel like people were talking all about like, you know, dietitians out there in the world saying that pizza is a great, you know, great solution for breakfast. And he's like, Hey Beth, would you eat pizza for breakfast? Like, what do you think of all this? And I'm like, Hey, I love pizza for breakfast. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like, um, you know, when you think of what breakfast, you know, or I'm sorry, when you think of what pizza really kind of comprised is comprised of, you usually have some kind of, you know, crust, of course. I mean, if you're doing cauliflower crust, that might be one thing, but if you're doing your traditional crust, you know, it's some kind of bread there. You would recommend like a whole grain or whole wheat, but you know, some protein and, you know, some dairy there with the cheese, maybe some vegetables on top. Even if it's a little bit of pepperoni, it's kind of, you know, again, like an all-inclusive balanced type of solution. So if it's like nothing or a donut or pizza. I mean, I would say pizza is the, the winner to me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like this actually, I feel like a couple years ago, this was like trending on the internet or something about yeah, like, yeah. For breakfast. Cause I remember someone in the office asking me about it. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have the same philosophy as you, like, what are you comparing it to? So like if your option mm -hmm. was nothing or pizza, yeah, go for the pizza or mm -hmm. like, Again, it's not like, you know, obviously we wouldn't recommend that you do this every morning, but if it's once in a while, go for it. You know, right. like eating is supposed to be something that we enjoy, something that makes us happy, you know? So if you're going to enjoy eating a piece of pizza for breakfast one day, more power to you. I, I definitely agree. I, you know, second that for sure. Um, you know, and I think there's even actually some fun recipes I've seen that really do put a specific breakfast food twist to, uh, to pizza so that maybe you use a pre-made crust and you add eggs to it. It could be like a, you know, a weekend brunch kind of thing. I don't know if you would do this necessarily during the week, but that you would add traditional breakfast foods to pizza and really like give it that spin. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're, you have two dietitians giving the thumbs up that if, if pizza <laughs> is something that you sometimes crave for breakfast, you know, Oregon, if nothing, um, you know, so go for it. Um, exactly. And we'd love to hear love your it. thoughts on that too. I love it. <laughs> All right, Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? 
So, I mean, I think for, for this one, you know, I gave it some thought here. Um, you know, I think what it really comes down to again, and we've, we've said this throughout the podcast here, um, you know, through the episode to feel your best, you know, you really do want to eat something in the early part of the day. So it doesn't have to be cookie cutter, do what works best for you, depending on what your working shift is now, or just, you know, under normal circumstances, again, you know, it's eating something, it doesn't have to be a breakfast food, but just having something to start your day and just to really give you that fuel that, that your engine needs and to feel well. Um, you know, and I do want to kind of, you know, put a challenge out there. You know, if, if you're looking for some new ideas, I think anyone's always looking for new recipe ideas too. choose one of the recipes that we have within our show notes, give one of them a try, maybe let us know what you think of it. Um, you know, and we'd love to, to hear some of that feedback from you. So definitely eating breakfast and maybe give one of our recipes a try. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks for tuning in everyone. You can get in touch with us by joining the wise dietitians, Facebook group, simply search for wise healthy bites on Facebook or or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.